Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This week in league, Trent Merrin retires without answering the biggest question of his career. Was it Moylan or Martin who surfed his wave? Braith Astor frantically checks for his girlfriend's location after hearing news of a girl being railed by an NRL player in a bathroom stall. Cronulla Sharks Premiership hero finally joins the Cronulla Sharks. Plus, we look ahead to all the action for Round 7, the 2021 NRL season. We'll have more this week in league. Welcome to episode 392 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I'm Glenn. How are we doing, fellas? Great. Still undefeated. Undefeated. No asterisks. Fucking top of the world. Hey, do you notice that now it's, now it's, um, now it's Glenn with the squeaky chair? No, I didn't. Oh, look at him. See, really? Go on. Move your thumb. Go on. Just do it. Yep. See it. Oh. Stop making a fucking noise. What are you talking about? Maybe it's my hips. <laughs> <laughs> Start calling you Shakira. <laughs> maybe, it's, maybe it's this raging boner. I don't know. Yeah, well, what's that all about? There's no need for that sort of shit. Um, <clears throat> you guys are handsome motherfuckers staring at me. What do you want me to do? Be, what's, be that as it what, may. What have, you, what have you got to be erect about? Your team's done nothing this week except make rugby league worse. Yes, that's what they've been doing for twenty odd years. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Wasn't you for your dumpster fire of a, an organisation, I'd get to see the Trell Mitchell play for the next month. Oh, I'm sure. Well, you make an excellent point. And while we're going to the new side of things, let's just start with that one, then, shall we? We had a night at the judiciary last night with uh, Trell Mitchell being uh, found guilty of dangerous contact against David Nofaluma in his side's 18-14 win on the weekend. And as a result, he's going to miss the next month of football. Uh, Momorowski received a three-game suspension for his dangerous contact on Tom Dearden. And Victor Radley is free to play for the Roosters in Anzac Day uh, in the Anzac Day match on Sunday against the Dragons, mm-hmm. uh, successfully having his hot, careless high-tackle charge downgraded. So the big story out of there, of course, is Latrell Mitchell. Um, he failed to have his charge downgraded, which means he won't be eligible to play until round 11 against the Panthers on the 23rd of May. So he's going to right. miss the clash against the Titans this Friday, then Raiders, Storm, and Sharks games. And, uh, yeah, Cranky Mitchell coming back. He's got to, he's got to score two tries. He's got to put an elbow in someone that you don't want to get knocked out. <laughs> and then he's going, to, he's going to lash out and donkey kick another guy. Exactly. And, uh I wouldn't be tackling around the legs at all, unless you're maybe Nathan Cleary and you got the chin for it. But uh, otherwise, um, so look, there's a lot of there's a lot of up there's a lot of uproar about this. Like the amount of I don't I'm not sure I've ever seen as much like oh this is terrible for the game. What a sh- what a shame for the game. 
that, you know, we're not going to see Latrell. Like, most of the time, players, you know, cop their punishment and then they move on and then they come back in a number of weeks mm. when they're ready and that's the end of that, with the exception of, like, grand finals and maybe finals games to a lesser extent. But, I mean, yeah, Origin, I suppose, as well. Player commits crime, gets suspended, and it's bad for the game. Interesting take. Bad for Souths. Yeah, I'm sure it would be bad for Souths. He's, and as, and he's as, one of their best they players. Like to say, as they like to say, you know, when Souths are going well, the game's going yeah, well. If it's I mean, bad for Souths, it's bad for the game. I thought the game was excellent when they were kicked out. <laughs> Frankly. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the end of the day, I think it's uh, you know, the the judiciary is there for for a reason. It served its purpose, yep. and he serves his four weeks and comes back and against Penrith and the, the, there's a, no, a number of things here that you've got to take into account with the current stage of the judiciary. Mm-hmm. Challenging challenging gradings and rulings is always fucking dubious at best, mm-hmm. and the way it's set up almost makes it prohibitive to do so. Where the the majority of the time you're better off taking your your medicine instead of trying and failing, which is always sort of funny. You imagine that if you're accused of a crime and you turn up to court and they go, "Right, so if you if you plead guilty, you're going to get you know this, but if you try and fight it and lose, we'll give you extra time." Yeah. It's just fucking weird how that it's works. Guilty plus. And the the other thing I've seen, and this does crack me up as well, a bunch of people on Twitter, um, even, even those in in the actual law profession, um, you know, Nat was was one of them, saying that that it's still fucking hilarious that they get dressed up in suits and go there, and there's actual lawyers that turn up there for for really something that has absolutely no authority whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. And that's the other thing. Is, are we overly fucking complex? Is the judiciary better served by just, um, you know, you, you have a constant, you have half a dozen individuals as, as a match review committee, and those same individuals review the games and review the incidents, and they have a checklist of things they go through. And if they, you know, mark it off, then it's this grading, or if they don't, it's this grading. And that way, there's just consistency. And so, this came out. This is your charge. That's it. There's no appealing. There's no nothing. Yeah. And at least if you've got the same guys doing it the whole time around, I mean, like you know, you're getting consistency from you know uh, from incident to incident. Yeah, that's it. I think we keep the barristers and lawyers for representing footballers for things they do off the field and uh, run along something like that with, you know, like you say, a match review committee for things that happen on the field. Yeah. But it's like it, it doesn't even need to be an event. No, it doesn't, they don't even need to go somewhere. It, it does. should just be as simple as we've. It's like the same situation as when they release the charges. Yeah, like you just just instead of just releasing the charges, you're releasing the charges, yep. and then consequently these are the spot on sentences. The yeah. type of people that are tuning in to to you know judiciary and and holding out for a verdict in order to be fucking Twitter outraged, other type of people that fucking bitch and moan when the draw hasn't come out on time. No one really That's gives it. a fuck. Um, it's, and here's the thing. It, it's yet again, you know, still still photos being used to tell a story of something that's happened while moving. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, there, there's a photo and it shows a part of somebody contacting a part of somebody else. And then there's another photo 
with some part of somebody contacting somebody else and saying this incident is worse than this incident mm-hmm. with with nothing leading up to it. But I think Mitchell uh, should probably have withheld his appeal until after this. I know it's not possible, but hypothetical. If you watch David Nofaluma play this weekend and he doesn't rush in off his wing, some would say that the head knock has been beneficial. <laughs> he doesn't get any weeks. That's it. Um, yeah, look, uh, the other thing I don't subscribe to is because of somebody's status in the game or their, their talent should get them special treatment mm. or makes it a bigger shame that they get suspended rather than somebody else. Um, I do notice that the one that no one's fucking bleeding over is poor old Jack Hetherington. It's nice to it's nice to see that even through all of this madness, a fuckhead's still a fuckhead. It's, I heard something that that he's played what twenty nine games and he's been cited or, or reported six times. It's a fucking yeah. fair strike rate. I, I, yeah, I thought it was. Yeah, I thought it was something like yeah, he's like been suspended for a total of sixteen games, and he's played like. So he's been suspended for more than half of what he's played. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's fucking yeah. Like mental. <laughs> I mean, that's that that's world record pace for for the loose cunts. In that. I mean, think of players like Adrian Morley and people you think are suspension prone. Yeah. Like they still, you know, they might have cop, you know, they cop their weeks here and maybe got a, you know, mm. like a six every now and mm. then. But I mean, they weren't like this guy just getting fucked. Yeah, that's it. So. And Fuck. look, you know, all well, the doggies, you know, the, when he was off the field for the doggies, I mean, even a man down, I mean, they, they, they look the best they have all season. So who knows? Maybe it's yeah. a lucky charm for them. They're probably That's not, it. they're playing within themselves because they're scared he's going to attack them as well. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> Moving on, the uh, the Sharks fans in particular are celebrating as uh, Chad Townsend, their only premiership winning halfback. Announced today that he'll be taking up a three-year deal with North Queensland from 2022, believed to be worth in excess of $2 million. He met with uh, Coach Craig Craig Fitzgibbon, incoming Coach Craig Craig Fitzgibbon and General Manager of Football, Darren Mooney, on Tuesday to tell him he would not be taking up an option in his favour to stay at the Sharks next year. Uh, He said the contract uh, with the Cowboys is too good to refuse as North Queensland coach Todd Payton has desperately searched for an experienced playmaker following Michael Morgan's retirement. Mm. So the situation with Townsend was he's uh, 30 years old. He has an option in his favour for next season at the Sharks, Mm -hmm. and I believe there's one in the club's favour after that. Mm -hmm. So what the Cowboys have given him is from next year a three-year deal. So this this is... Easy for him. I, from what I read, he's getting probably like about six fifty or something like that per year with the Cowboys, and yep. this Sharks one was maybe for six hundred. So, so he's taken a one year guaranteed, and probably not after that guaranteed. Like probably wouldn't get that extra year, I'd imagine. Yeah. So he's got one more year at the Sharks at six hundred, or take three years on the table for six fifty or whatever it is at the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a fucking no brainer. Yeah, and that's the, it. It's I don't, you know, and I don't, and I think it may be one of the very few situations where we see a, a, a legit win-win for two clubs. I mean, Sharks fan bases are celebrating, but the Cowboys. I mean, they you can't argue they desperately need some sort of experience there after mm. losing you know, Jonathan Thurston and Michael Morgan in quick succession and not backfilling them with anyone. Anyone's really, yeah, you know, yeah. So. Mm. 
interesting though. I mean, and, and it's it's funny watching the Sharkies fans. They fucking love it. They, I mean, the the hate they have. For, I haven't seen hate for their own player like that since Robbie Farah was running around towards the end of his days. You know, coming from a club within a club's fan base for a player at that club. And um, you know, he's only a handful of years removed from winning a premiership with them. <laughs> So yeah, well, actually, yeah, actually, now now I now I say it out loud. I think you know I, I can't help but think of Lachlan Croker, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know the maybe sharks he are, can be saved. The sharks are putting their their eggs in a halves combination of basket of, of Sean Johnson and Matt Moylan. Like, There's also the potential to try and make a play for Adam Reynolds though too. Okay, mm. I haven't I haven't read that. I read. That uh, they can't that, can't keep Johnson and Moylan if Townsend stays. So, what could possibly go wrong with? Yeah, and then you got the situation there with the Cowboys. It looks like the Cowboys are, you know, before too long we may see that Tom Dearden is is announcing that he's going to the Cowboys mm. as well mm. to partner to partner Townsend, and um, so then that maybe puts the Broncos on the on the Reynolds radar. Oh. Uh. I'd like the Broncos to be on the Luke Brooks radar. <laughs> That'd be amazing. With Jackson yeah. Hastings coming from England. Where's Reynolds doing? No, he's staying at South. Is he going to get another year? Or? Yep, that's it. Right. Reynolds will finish off at South. Yep. Hastings goes to the Tigers. Yep. Brooks to the Broncos. Wow. And Brooks ends up playing for Wynnum or South or something? No, no, he does not. He plays every, every fucking week for Brisbane. <laughs> Brooks, Brooks and, and Brody Croft, the devastating one-two punch. <laughs> You'll see the Broncos in the cellar for years to come. Jesus Christ. Can you imagine those two? It'd be like that fucking Spider-Man gif with them pointing at each other. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking brilliant. Oh, oh it's God. sad. But no, the Tigers will probably upgrade um, his deal and Hastings will probably end up playing reserve grade and Brooks will be there. Brooks will be the man for another four years. Fuck. Oh, you might be able to get fucking Aaron Woods back there. Oh, well, he's... Reunite some of the He's all for it. Yeah, I'm sure he'll fucking take what he can get. That's it. Uh, In other news, surprising, surprisingly to you, uh, Trent Merrin announced his shock retirement with immediate effect, saying that he can no longer keep up with the pace of the game. So he's on contract until the end of the year, but he didn't want to block the path to first grade for a more deserving player. I had, quote, I always had it in my mind the last straw was the footy aspect. If I couldn't live up to my potential and the team's potential, then I'm doing no one a favour. I'd have to look it in the face and call it. I'm feeling the game is drifting away from myself, and I have to be honest with it. I'll call it before it calls me. I'm very happy and very pleased with the decision. It'll leave a bit of a hole, but as a chubby kid from St. Peter's, I think I've done and excelled at everything I wanted to achieve. I didn't even think I'd get one first-grade game or even play SG ball. So, uh, yeah, so I knew in my heart, in myself, that was it. Nothing left, nothing else left in the tank, nothing else to prove, nothing else to give. My salary and position can definitely go to a better place to a young player coming through to give them that opportunity. As a professional athlete, you have to be true to yourself once the game's starting to get away from you. So there goes the last remaining player for the Dragons to have featured in their 2010 grand final win and 2011 World Club Challenge success. 250 top 20, flight games. 2010. Yes. Yeah, okay. Oh, no, it doesn't matter. I was trying to do that calculation. Remember, remember we've had that thing that Luke Lewis... Yeah, was the, yeah, yeah, was the player with the longest, yeah. longest stint between premierships. Yep, like twenty two thousand three to to twenty sixteen. 
Yep. But yeah, Merrin didn't win another one. No, he didn't win another one. Yeah, so he's no. just a moot point for him. That's it. Um, so yeah, look, I mean, that's that's come out of nowhere. It's come out of somewhere. <laughs> Have you watched it? Yeah, yeah. Look, I get, I get that. I get that side of it. But yeah. um, but there's plenty of times players have been fucking past it for an entire yeah. season and retired and retired at the end of the year as as mm. as they planned, mm. rather than like you know pulling the pin in you know in in late April. So. Yeah, that's it. And uh, in in all seriousness, what a fucking great level of self awareness. Yeah. To be able to come out and say that, and do what's best for your club, to be able to do it. And Merrin was always, back to one of my old favourite chestnuts, he was always much more of an effort player than a talent mm. player. Yep. You know, he, he was the guy that he's not um, athletically gifted. He's not, it's not, um, you know, that he had the the start that somebody like, you know, Tommy Turbo or, or Greg Inglis or, or those guys have just with their natural athletic ability. And and for him to reach the heights that he did, you know, representative football and and things there, he was also at the height of his career. You know, one, one of those ultimate... And fuck, that was a generation of grit players. Yeah. Like guys guys who would just get in there and, and really leave their all out on the field. You know, so... And from Penner's point of view was probably instrumental in, in the turnaround in the appearance of the club to to other players wanting to come in. So at the time that Penrith got him, he was a premier name. He was a, a rep footy mm-hmm. player and and really helped kickstart that resurgence that's led them to the position they're in now. So um, fuck, didn't he make some sacrifices for the Panthers? Yeah. <laughs> um. But it's it's I mean, it's, it's crazy for for a, an athlete like a sports person in any sport. It's so rare you see people bow mm. out like before the time, you know, mm. like right right when. I mean, so I mean, even even you know, as self aware as Merrin is uh, with this what he's on today, uh, you know, that, I guess that still means you know he's probably gone six weeks, probably longer mm-hmm. than he should have. But I mean, man, it's it's just great. I mean, it's, it, it's just a refreshing. Dose of self awareness. I mean, how many times do you see like fighters, for example, oh, just keep fucking fighters going? Are fucking worse for it. Until like you know, I mean, mm. you get like, you know, it, it's rare to think of a fighter that's quit. Like the you know, someone like Marvin Hagler or someone quit before he got, yeah, you know, exactly, destroyed yeah. mentally. Like he quit fairly, fairly much at the peak but of. Then his you balance. see some some um, fighters fucking get knocked out because the aircon's up too high on their walk entrance to the ring. You know, their chin's gone that gone yeah. declined that hard. So. Um, yeah, fighters, fighters are fucking terrible. Fuck, you see, like Chuck, Chuck Liddell got knocked out by <laughs> Rich Franklin, where Rich with with Rich Franklin with his with the broken mm. arm that he that, that he had broken blocking a kick, you know, earlier in yeah, the fight. Yeah. I mean, so if you're getting knocked out by a guy, you know, so it's great to see you didn't go out. That yeah, way, Trent. I, I I remember and, Trent uh, Merrin as a you know he's was a was a consummate professional. Um, you know, he always I don't know he was he's. He was well spoken and articulate, pretty honest and upfront with the media, and and um, you know, loyal servant to to the clubs and and representative levels he played at, and and that's why, um, to Jay's point, when he come to the the Panthers, he was not only his name and his reputation, but the you know he was so well respected 
which is why people wanted wanted to play mm. with him. So, um, yeah, and and again, you know, I don't think, you know, he's probably going to be one of the most honest, but there's going to be a number of players if, uh, you know, with the way the rules are, and I think Sam Cassiano is probably thinking he's lucky stars that he's he's not playing in this competition these days because he would be making a similar announcement. Yeah, I would right. I would suspect so. Oh, just on another note, that stream has gone down. <laughs> I, ju- I actually just checked that while you guys were talking about your. Uh... It's just, it's, uh, it's just, it's just, it just froze, and I just refreshed it, and the channel's wiped. So, uh, that, like I said to you earlier, it was not going to last long. Anyway, um, the final story that I have here to speak about is uh, another sex scandal, <laughs> as we alluded to at the top of the show. Uh, it looks like Dylan Brown might be in some trouble, and he may be sanctioned for bringing the game into disrepute. Despite the fact that you've have you seen the tape? Mm-hmm. It's like only a couple of seconds. It's very 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 quick. Yeah, he clearly was as surprised as the female. Yeah, that it was getting it. recorded. He had you know, there's nothing. You know, there's no, there's nothing that he could have done about it. Um, and it's taken definitely taken without his content. But uh, apparently, it was uh, he was made aware that it was circulating, and he alerted the NRL on Sunday. So the Eels released a statement today confirming that they were aware of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the, the club said, that we understand those in the video have been illegally filmed by another person without consent and that an attempt has been made to distribute the video to media outlets and on social media platforms. The club has informed the NRL Integrity Unit and is taking the matter very seriously, particularly given the potential invasion of privacy of those involved. The club will not be making any further comments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, odd one. I don't know what the people think that again here, understanding that every time there's been one of these situations recently, it's the person who leaked the video that ends up in legal trouble. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It it seems to be pretty common knowledge these days that that if you have a, a videotape of somebody engaging in an intimate act taken without their consent and you leak that, that's, that's not legal. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, you know, I, I say that I don't know if it happens if if they're doing it in a public place. Then I'm sure there's provisions in the law as well, though, that you could have an assumption of privacy if you're in so you know a toilet store with a door locked. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they so, weren't doing it on the dance floor. Mm. You know, what I mean, like they. I mean, the person did have to. Bring Is that a legal? Having sex on the dance floor? No, 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 no. In a store. <laughs> <sighs> Look, unhygienic. I assume that there's. Well, I assume that there's. You should see some of the places. How many chicks you smashed, bro? (laughs) (laughs) You don't even know about it. (laughs) But um, yeah, like I I imagine, I imagine it's like it's still a public, you know, a public place. And fucking risky in these COVID times. They weren't facing each other. No, well, I'm talking more about like previously. Whenever I've been in in that situation, you just yes, you, you give it a quick wipe with that sandpaper hand towel they give you. But these days, it's fucking all hand sanitizer, yeah. and that shit yeah. stings. <laughs> well, maybe that's like a timely reminder of the the you know of uh, of how bad you've been and you deserve to be punished for doing yeah. it. Dick COVID is the it's just part of it's just it's just the Dick COVID. It's the worst you, you, kind you know, of COVID. You pay the toll. You, you pay the you pay the toll to drive over the Gateway Bridge. You pay the toll for fucking a chicken in a, in a bathroom cubicle. <laughs> pay the toll. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, look, there, there are provisions for bringing the game into disrepute and fucking a girl in the, the toilets of the pub's probably one way to do it, so... Yeah, this just... but at the same time, though, if someone else, some third party that's not known to you isn't another player or something is just, mm. you know, filming and distributing it. Yeah. Oh, 100%. It's proper contact. Well, all I'm saying is, yeah. it, it is, but but again, be smart. You know, yeah. if, if you're in a situation where you're a, a celebrity and in a fucking world where every single person on the planet has a video camera in their pocket, mm-hmm. you know, don't do shit that they're going to want a video that can get you into trouble. This is a very rare occasion where people like myself with micro penises are in an advantageous position because no zoom on any phone is good enough to pick it up. So get away with anything. <laughs> See, Apple had a Apple had a keynote uh, <laughs> overnight, mate. Did you watch it? <laughs> no, and I'm unlikely to. For fuck's sake, I'm done. <laughs> Tim Cook. Tim Cook just announced. That uh, you know, they're upgrading iPad cameras like so much that they'll get you in low in low light, and uh, in, you know, enhance zoom and and so like you know, it's going to easily be able to get through that you know that that jungle and find that button. Oh, Jesus, have you ever played with Snapchat filters? No, I, I don't fuck no, with Snapchat. I don't, I don't. So the Snapchat filter. Okay, so you press this button and it changes what you look like. Yeah. Yeah. You know, puts puppy dog ears on you and stuff like that. But Apple's got one now, Glenn. You can send dick pics to people. <laughs> it'll put a it'll put a fake cock on you. Oh, sweet! <laughs> I've been waiting for this my whole life. You can even put Robbie Farah's face on the end of it. Support for this week in league is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. And Manscaped have just released a new cologne to help you feel good and smell good all over at all times. Who knew that smelling this good could feel this good too? Manscaped, trusted by over 2 million men worldwide, including members of this very podcast community. Now, I want to have a... A quick chat here with the fathers. Right. And especially fathers of boys. Right. But everybody else, you know, tune out for a little while. But but fathers of boys, I'm speaking to you here. You know, a lot of us are stumbling through through this journey of, uh, of trying to raise young men, um, not really sure of what we're doing. And, and really with the only hope we have in mind is that, uh, is that we can make their life a tiny bit easier tiny bit more pleasant than than what we went through and I want everybody to cast their mind back to when you were just a young lad starting to become curious about things and I guarantee you that each and every one of you to a man has attempted to put some sort of cologne on your balls (laughs) Now, if I've just brought up something that you've carefully repressed for 30 years, I'm sorry, but it needs to be done to save your boys the same situation, the same grief, the anguish, the burning Vietnam-level napalm that you put yourself through. Who better to trust with coloning and deodorizing 
the balls of your baby boys <laughs> than Manscaped. And that's it. That's just it. I mean, it's the, the same signature scent that's in all the Manscaped formulas. So you actually have cologne for cologne, and you've got the other stuff, like the like the yeah the crop preserver etc. The, the yeah exactly. Right. Instruct your sons, teach them, be their scrot yoders. <laughs> there you go. That's their fucking. That, that's their new slogan. I mean, they need. <laughs> They need to license that. <laughs> George Lucas is going to sue somebody. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, ha- I have to say, I didn't make this cologne mistake, but I can, but, but you know, my balls have been through enough through over the years that I can vicariously feel the pain. Yes, 100%. Through, through, through your story. <laughs> I was more like, well, you know, that's their problem, isn't it? <laughs> You're a savage. <laughs> yeah, but you know, if you're not a sociopath, grab your entire grooming solution from Manscaped. You got the perfect package 3.0, and I mean, we've had so many members and uh, and listeners of the show buy buy that. Um, now you've got the cologne, and uh, don't forget, you get twenty percent off plus free shipping with the code Twill Nation, all caps, Twill Nation. At manscaped.com. Your balls, and now your body as well. Well, thank you. Previews for, what is it, round seven coming up. Round seven. We kick off on Thursday night with the Penrith Panthers taking on the Newcastle Knights out at Blue Ball Stadium, Penrith. The uh, Panthers. Hang on, what did we decide to call it? I fucking forget. What did we... The glory hole. The glory hole. Of course, the glory hole out there in Penrith Town. Let's do that again. At the glory hole, Thursday night, the Panthers 1-17. However, interesting arrivals on the extended bench with uh, Appy in 20 and Dylan Edwards in 21. And can't fucking Dylan Edwards, he's, he cannot get there fast enough. Correct. So I guess there's a potential this week for a massive reshuffle. Well, I mean, has been named. He's out. So he's out. Crichton can just uh, easily slide into that empty spot. Yep. Dylan Edwards back on. Bada bing, bada boom. Mm. There you go. The Knights, for their part, uh, Heimel hunts out with a hamstring injury. Uh, Stafford Toa returns on the wing. Otherwise, they are pretty much as per last start. Well, they got a surprising win, to be honest. Mm. Not going to help them this week, though. <laughs> no. No. They are federally fucked. Nothing they- can help them this week. <laughs> <laughs> and nothing can save them. And I don't think the Penrith will have much problem dispatching them at all. And I particularly expect Talon Ponga not to have one of those crow games this week. And if he does, then by all means, you can fucking give it to me, but I don't think it's going to happen. Penrith are probably too complete a package for Newcastle at this stage. The, the only thing that beats Penrith, and it's the same thing that I was concerned about last week, the only thing that beats Penrith is complacency. At some stage, it gets harder and harder and harder to be mentally locked in in these games when you keep winning. Like it, it's just a fact. I would just expect that the, so, like losing the grand final the way they did badly is like that should be enough fucking jet fuel for anybody to never, you know, you know what I mean? Like that's a- 100%. 
but you saw what they were like last week. Yeah, they were just. They I, were I think Newcastle are, are proper fucked more so be, because of um, a bit of a dip for Penrith last week, if if you can call it that. You know, they they still won, <laughs> so um, yeah. I, I think you know if. I think Newcastle would be inclined to be more competitive this week had Penrith put 50 on the Broncos. But um, the fact that, you know, Penrith sort of weren't Penrith last week, I think they're fucking yep. much more likely to be be the Panthers that we expect this week. So mm. That's it. Interested to see this forward battle as well because you remember a couple of weeks ago when Newcastle played the Titans and Tyson Frizzell just got absolutely fucking handled mm. and busted time and time again by fucking Dave Fafita. Mm. And now I wouldn't put uh, I wouldn't put kick out at that level, but I mean, the sort of shit that they do out there on the edges, yeah, in attack close to the line, is the same fucking ballpark, yeah. And and if you know if Frizzle wants to you know get stomped as badly as he did that game, then you know Dgen Multi's calling me. <laughs> Pender thirteen plus. There we go. <laughs> Pender thirteen plus without it goes without fucking saying. I'm not gonna be not gonna be fucking crazy and be like, oh yeah, you know, fucking 20, 21, you know, we got fucked on that because they've they've absolutely shut the bed and you and like you fucking knew they were going to against the Broncos too, but you still let us do it. Hey. You know what? It's because I love you that I let you make your own mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. I'll always be there to pick you up again. <laughs> Oh, you're still a person. (laughs) (laughs) You all know that. (laughs) The Gold Coast Titans take on the South Sydney Rabbitohs at Hope Solo Coliseum. The Titans, Fodawaika replaces uh, the suspended uh, Tino Fasa-Malawi. Sam McIntyre joins the bench. Anthony Don is back, so Jonas Pearson is out. Sammy isn't named. He missed concussion. He missed via concussion last week. He's a reserve though, so I guess they're going to wait and see how he goes and uh, see if they can bring him back in. The uh, the Rabbitohs big changes obviously with Latrell Mitchell out. Uh, Alex Johnson he goes to fullback. Jackson Paulo goes to the wing, and he mm-hmm. and he's he served you know fairly capably there for quite a while last year as well, didn't he? Um, Mansour was out with a hamstring injury, so that puts Gay Guy in the other wing. Stephen Masters named at centre. And uh, what else have we got here? Kalal Matangi returns in the second row. Jacob Host goes out. And yeah, so that's, look, it's a, it's a big backline shuffle. Mm. The Titans... It is. This is a big fucking... This, it's a home game for the Titans. And it comes on the back of them copying their worst flogging in about 18 months. Mm. And their first time they've been held to zero in like two years. Mm-hmm. So that's at the worst beating of the of the Holbrook era. And so yep. it'd be interesting to see the way that they, what he does to turn them around because there's nothing, you can't really, I mean, there's nothing to be said for their performance last week. It's like, there was no fucking silver lining. There was no, nothing. You know what I mean? There was no, there was yeah. nothing good really to take out of it unless you want to say, well, yeah, it was pissing down in the second half. So that slowed the score that, you know, this, this tide of points down, but yeah, you know, there's just there's there's not a lot good. So it's interesting to see how this young side, who obviously have a very good forward pack, how they sort of uh, turn it around. Especially the ineffectual guys like you know Ash Taylor and Fogarty, you know, mm. who couldn't fire a shot last week. So it it is going to be interesting. This is, I guess, a, a battle of a team whose whose strength is up front versus a team who's who's all skill out the back. And for their part, I think Souths do a backline reshuffle. 
better than almost anybody else mm. in that you can lose a spectacular talent like Mitchell mm-hmm. and have Johnson just slot straight in yep. and, and not really skip a beat where they have to have those little reshuffles in certain positions. It doesn't seem to phase them too much. Uh, and I think the other thing that that isn't being talked about enough here is that Adam Reynolds is still technically without a club. Yeah. And prove yourself Adam Reynolds is a fucking scary proposition to go up against especially when he's got the opportunity to go up against one of the next generation of halves coming through. You know, Ash Taylor's had some big expectations on him, hasn't really lived up to them. So far, has started to come good Getting again this year. More. That's it. Mm. Um, I expect Reynolds to have a massive game in this one. Yeah, and look, with mature, I mean, a lot of the focus on, is on the trail being out, but at the end of the day, you've still got Cody Walker, you've still got Adam Reynolds, and you've still got Damian yeah. Cook in there. And so I, I think they're, they're still a, a pretty formidable attacking Outfit. I think the Titans yeah. will uh, be much improved on on last week's effort, but I think Stouts will still beat them. Jai Arrow revenge game too. <laughs> the uh, Parramatta Eels take on the Brisbane Broncos in the late game. They're up uh, up in Darwin at a TIO Stadium as they do every year. Mm-hmm. The Eels side. Dylan Brown returns from suspension, so that pushes Will Smith to the bench. Keegan Hipgrave drops to the reserves, which is always a good move for a side. Um, <laughs> Ryan Madison has been named as a reserve rather than being named in the starting side um, because four weeks running now, he's dropped out of the side mm. You know, with these ongoing concussion, concussion uh, symptoms. And like honestly, you look at the, the punishment some of these guys have received. I mean, that was Wanda Sykes that got him, wasn't it? <clears throat> with the with the the forearm or the elbow, yep. Yeah, I mean, like you know, yeah. Obviously, different players have different you know chins, so to speak. But fucking hell, man! Like, well, Kafusi, what did he get for that? Did he get one or two, one week, two week? He didn't get much. Mm-mm. And uh, he, he, he's Ryan Madison, looking like you know potentially could be five weeks out and counting. Yeah, five. Four, four weeks and counting now could be five. Uh, the Broncos side. Herbie Farnworth is back from injury. He goes into the centres. Richie Kenner's pushed out. And the new signing, which I totally forgot to talk about earlier on, Danny Levi. Danny Levi. With the Broncos for the, uh, the, for the remainder of this season. Power. And so the Broncos he's in there, club. He's in there in the 14. <laughs> and Danny Levi has been absolutely fucking killing it for North's Devils up here in the Q Cup. But... Um, you know, that just says everything about the Q Cup and also, you know, I guess the New South Wales Cup as well, that there's this, <laughs> there are levels to this shit. And mm, yeah. when you're the hooker that was released from a club who who thought that going with no hooker was better than going with you as hooker, <laughs> it says a lot <laughs> for the value. Some, di- some guys get stuck between the gap, stuck in the gap between reserve grade and first grade. He's one of those guys. Yeah, because he is absolutely... Too good for like he must have been having a fucking blast playing for playing for North up here mm. because yeah. he's fucking he was he was fucking killing it and like who wouldn't want to feel like a god among men on a football field? <laughs> he's never felt that way in first grade, right? Mm. But then first grade, he's like he's way better than reserve grade, but he's not good enough for first grade. So honestly, I feel like that means that England's probably his perfect hunting ground. So where does that put grade. Milford, who was who was Pretty ordinary in reserve. Milford, Milford's, 
Yeah, well, that's the thing. Milford, they got they got flogged, and I think Milford only had. I think he only had like three. Was it three in, involvements? Yeah, of, of significance. So he's yeah, he, he was actually. Yeah, he's dropped. To, he was dropped to South Logan for um, you know, obviously to try and you know recapture some form or at least prove why he should be back in the first grade side. Mm. They lost, and and on top of that, he was terrible and 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 sort of unsighted in that loss. Like honestly, a player that, a player that's on a, a fortune getting dropped to the, dropped to the local competition. That's not. I mean, he should. Realistically, Milford should fucking carve them up. Yeah, every. He still day. absolutely should and could carve them up. Yeah. So that's that, that. So that's it. Speaks to me. It's just like a mental lack of the lack of involvement and everything. It's just it's just mental. Like you know, just sort of dropped his bundle a bit. So well, I guess he, we'll see. Uh, he's how playing he backs up this week. Playing in a position that is is one of the top top three positions on the field that would would touch the ball, and he had. Three or four, a handful of involvements across eighty minutes, playing six. Yeah, Get the fuck it. out of here. Yeah, gee, very passionate there. Oh, Bring back some of the some of the we. <laughs> just, so, just you're, you're feeling passionate no, for the Broncos just, player there, Glenn. It's just a guy that's you know mental or not. The guys on it, yeah. you know, you've got to have a personal standard as a yeah. professional athlete yeah. and someone that's being paid. I won't say earning, but being paid. Somewhere around a million bucks a year. I don't care who he is or who, what club mm. has is paying him that. You can't go down to a essentially a second tier competition to which you're employed and paid to perform at and fucking not yeah. be cited for eighty minutes. It's ridiculous. And what other job could what other job could you get that pays you a million dollars a year that with you're so bad at performance they'll drop you down to a, a to a to a level of management with far less responsibility and still pay you still that pay same that. salary and not just fucking outright fire you. <laughs> OnlyFans. <sighs> OnlyFans, they do pretty well there though. Yeah, I know, but you know, you might you might have somebody that you're not their number one spank anymore. Yeah, sure. Interesting. Mm. I'll have to look further into the OnlyFans economic model. Yeah, look, I know mine isn't generating as much as it was. Yeah, what do you, what do you put that down to? Oh, you know, Rona. Ending. <laughs> fucking people, people would rather masks. People would rather go outside than look at your fucking <laughs> your grubby it. meat stick. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> look, um, the, there's only so many. Yeah. Oh, no, of course. Keep going. Keep going. 100% keep going. Obviously, Parramatta Eels are going to, go, going to win this game. But, you know, I'm very curious to see if the Broncos can maintain something approximating that level that they maintained against Penrith. Because, I mean, they pretty much maintained that level against Penrith for the entire, the, you know, the full 80 minutes. The only issue was that they just, mm. they couldn't score. They couldn't score any points. So they couldn't, their, their they couldn't convert any of that immense. dominance. Yeah, they, they were fucking immense. They couldn't convert any of that field position and, and dominance into into points because you had those situations where they had multiple sets, uh, you know, in the in the twenty against the Panthers, and then you know then they drop at the first tackle or something after yeah, dropping, you know, like just shit like that. So mm. if they can get their attacking order, you know, I don't I don't know if Croft and Dearden are the are the answer uh, to that. They're certainly steadier and like more more game managery than than Milford in the halves version of the Broncos is. But there's also, you know, no real apparent spark either. Yeah, that's it. 
The Sharkies take on the Doggies. Netstrata Jubilee, Saturday night, or Saturday afternoon, I should say. The Sharkies. Sean Johnson's back on the bench. Uh, and Townsend remain in the halves. Dugan returns in the centres, which pushes Wilton to the back row and Williams to the bench. And Will Chambers, Will Chambers, their new signing, is uh, listed in jersey number 19. Mm. The Doggies. So Hetherington, he's gone for a long time. So that pushes props, uh, Thompson into prop and a Tony to the bench. Chris Smith starts in the second row. Uh, Dory, Dietz, and Ava Siamanifanai joins the bench. Mm-hmm. How about that? He's still around. He's at the doggies now, eh? Still going. Fucking hell. Yep. So. Enjoy this one, Sharks fans. Invite your friends around. Start the barbecue. Have a party. Because this is going to be an absolute bloodbath, as is everyone that plays the dogs. It's your turn. That's it. <laughs> Enjoy yourself. It's a celebration, <laughs> bitches. <laughs> Look, I'd, I'd, I'd like to see Sean Johnson get back. Mm. That'd be nice. I mean, he's there in yeah. 15, so I guess, uh, you know, there could be some late-minute shuffles, but, uh, you know, I guess I'll just get, you know, bring him on and just give him a, a lighter load. To, to to bear and just uh, yeah. ease his way back into the side. Yeah, and, you what, know, when what, you're what a game and, to come back in. Yeah, exactly. When you come in against the doggies, I mean, yeah, you, you can you can kind of do that. Um, once again, like you know, it's hard to see where the points are going to come from from the doggies. But you know, it's a it's an interesting challenge for them as well. At the same time, they can look back at that period after Hetherington was sent from the field, and they played a man down, and they took it from like twenty four six to. What they got pretty much three tries on the on, on the trot, didn't they? They almost they almost mm-hmm. got it back to they almost got it back to level. So yep. look, that's a, that's a positive turnaround for the doggies uh, in a loss, and that's I guess that's the way they got to look at it. They got to just look about look, look at starting it that way. I, I you know I feel like the the uh, the cows were, were were fucking exhausted anyway towards yeah, the end, and maybe a touch complacent as well given the big lead they had. But you know, I just don't know. I mean, Chuck's the best game. Cronulla. Yeah. 13 yeah. plus. Yeah, dog, forgive forgive me. I didn't want to give win. the impression that I didn't know. I was, just, I was merely about the dog's prospects going forward. I, it, this game, of course, Chuck's going to win. Of course, the doggies are going to win. Fucking hell. Cowboys take on the Raiders uh, at uh, the Abattoir. Mm. When I see that name, Queensland Country Bank Stadium, it just uh, I, I, I do want to just say Cunt Bank or something, but... um. But yes, the abattoir is where it is at, and there are no changes to the Cowboys from last round. Now that includes no Jason Talmalolo, and mm. he's not even in the twenty-one this week. So, do you reckon he's? I mean, because he had a like a broken hand or a, you know some shit was it, or a hand injury or something, wasn't it? Did he? That's, that, right. that, that, yeah, that's it what it was, wasn't it? What kept yeah. him out? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, do you, I mean, it seems weird that you'd be named to come back from that injury. That's a very, a very cut and dried. So, it's not like a concussion where you know there might be, oh fuck, no, last minute we'd given you last minute sort of test, and no, yeah. there's still some signs of effects there. So, we're going to pull him out just to be, you know, cautious. It was reported as you know, a fractured wrist, but it was actually a fractured relationship with the coach. Yeah, I we think may so. not see him again. In which case, who gets him? I'll take him. England can't afford him, but we'll take him. Really? <laughs> No fucking way. He's got so much more to give in Australia. He's what are you talking still about? He's got fucking five, how many years on his 10-year deal to play out? It's not going anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. I mean, they can't, it can't be like a him versus Peyton situation because at the end of the day, they're so fucking invested in him. The payout to get rid of him yeah. 
would be like well, unsustainable. Whereas, especially in this reality, where as soon as clubs know that he's looking for an out, mm. then they start lobbying up with offers of three hundred k a season for him, saying, "Look, if you pay the rest of the freight, we'll take him off your hands." <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, if the Cowboys, I mean, if the, if the Cowboys are happy for it, you know, like you know, I'd love Manly to say, look, you know, we're millions far too rich for our blood, but, you That's know, it. look, you've got to go 50 50, we'll give him 500. That's it. You, to, you know, <laughs> I'll tell you what, let's make it let's make it easier. We'll give you 500,000 and $1, and you guys can make it 499,999, just so you're not paying the lion's share. <laughs> <laughs> give you the moral victory. Yeah, exactly. Well, we're happy to pay more. A dollar more in though, and no more. Um, they're playing the Canberra Raiders, who uh, have have some changes. Hodgson, calf injury, he's out. So Starling gets the number nine. Uh, mm. Papali and uh, and Tapane drop to the bench. So James and Gula are the front rowers. Sutton moves to lock. Uh, Harawir and Ira and Horsberg on the bench. Soliola dropped to reserves, and uh, Bailey Simonson is. Uh, Replaced by uh, Seb Chris. So, Ricky wasn't happy last week. No, he wasn't. Changes have been made. They have. One of the changes was one of those miraculous and fortunate changes where players self-injure and rule <laughs> themselves out so they don't have to be dropped. In this case, it was the talk of last week about stifling their attack, Josh Hodgson, right? Yep. Um, much like, you know, for, for Manly, you know, like Morgan Boyle and uh, Jetski, and you know, they've ruled themselves out for the season as well, allowing, you know, guys like Schuster and stuff to play 80 minutes and fucking gun it. So, look, I, I think the Raiders are going to bounce back. Um, they've got the perfect opposition to do so. The yeah. Cowboys are eminently, eminently scorable side. Their defense is not, is not amazing. And Canberra. I mean, Canberra can score points. I mean, you look at the the, the the players on the field there, especially now that there's been a bit of a shockwave sent through the side with, you know, some droppings and some accountability and stuff like that. I expect a much improved outing from the Raiders. And I, I frankly, I expect them to put the Cowboys to the sword. Yeah. It could be a high-scoring game the Cowboys, because the Cowboys have, have shown that they can score points. But I think that Canberra are just going to be too good. And I think Canberra's defense is above the level of point scoring the Cowboys have displayed as well because, yeah. you know, they've done it against the Tigers and then the Dogs. I'm, I'm disappointed that we're not going to get to see, you know, uh, Tom Ola versus Papa Lee. Yeah. But mm. I think all that means is that there's just no one that fucking stops there's him. There's no one. <laughs> and and he, he and the other forwards just run absolute riot up there. So, Canberra, plenty. Yep. Yeah, I, I think I mean, the rocket they got last week um, is, is more than enough motivation for, for Canberra to steamroll the Cowboys. And I, I think Josh Hodgson, um, you know, being injured could be horrible timing given the impact of, you know, the media around him last week, after last week's game. And if they come out and look a million bucks and their attacks firing on all cylinders... Um, yeah. Yeah, I think. Um, I don't know, if if I'm a Canberra fan, I'm relieved by the news that he's hurt. From from the angle that that at least that's a feasible explanation as to why he's been playing mm. like a bucket of shit. Yeah. If if he was absolutely fine and was dropped, 
then I'm starting to have those worries about, well, hang on, how much of our cap's involved in this guy and how much of our game plan revolves around him and how much of our yeah. season did I think was going to be due to him? This this is just one of those things you deal with. It's an injured player. Mm. And and there's the chance that he gets back and he's, and he's more like his old self. Yeah. Yep. We should see Canberra put the Cowboys to the sword, though. Yeah. Yes. Without a doubt. Right. Anzac Day, uh, Sunday the 25th. West Tigers take on the mighty Manly Sea Eagles at Bankwest Stadium at uh, 1.45 p.m. The Tigers side. Kapoor, what we're talking about these these fortunate self-injury situations where they don't have to be dropped. There's another one for you. Gone for the season with an ACL, the poor young fella. Um, so so the uh, illustrious Michael Cheekham comes in to replace him in the centres. Wow. Alex Seafarth replaces Michaeli. married a McKayley. fucking real doll. <laughs> Alex Seafarth replaces Thomas McKayley on the interchange. And uh, the Mighty Manly side, 1-17. What a fucking beautiful sight that is for the probably the first time this season. Glenn. Manly can't Manly cannot win this game. Look, I'm inclined. They will agree. be the unfortunate the, the unfortunate victims of a Tiger side burned by last week's golden point loss to the Rabbitohs. And uh look, Tommy Turbo. He did well last week against the Titans, but he's up against a far more formidable foe on Anzac Day. I think uh, the Tigers will show uh, much the same sort of form that they showed against the Premiership powerhouse last week, which will be more than enough to to get over the top of Manly. Manly had one good game last week. That'll that'll do them for the rest of the season. Tigers 13+. plus. Manly so undefeated in the 2021 season. What's on the line this week? Is there a, is there a bet on? Is there a wager? I'm not a gambling man, mate. I'm not a gambling man. Eh? Well, from from what player. from what you've just said, it wouldn't be a gamble for you at all. <laughs> he, sounds, he sounds very confident. I mean, like I look at the way the Tigers played last week against the Rabbitohs, and they were fucking phenomenal. I mean, they were that's the strongest effort. I mean, will they be let down by the by the the absolute? Fucking tight-hearted way that they've managed to lose it at the end. There, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, does do, do they take heart from the strength of their performance for the first seventy-nine minutes of that game, or are they are they crushed by the the fact that it all resulted for nothing in the end? Yeah, you know, I've you- got a sneaking sus- suspicion. All jokes aside, that um, I just note that Joey Leilua is named in the reserves. You know, I just wonder if. Cheekham revenge game might be uh, put on the back burner in order to bring fucking jo- Joey Leilua back into the side. That makes you, me a bit nervous. I've got to tell you, I've got no hate in my heart for Michael Cheekham. But was no, he, wasn't he a Manly Junior? No, no, no. He was Canberra. Yeah. Was he? Okay. Oh, yeah, Canberra then, was he? Yeah, yeah. Then, and then, then we got him from Canberra. But I got, I got no hate oh, in my okay. heart for Cheekham. But I mean, it certainly can't be a revenge game because I mean, we we paid that cunt to be injured for about four years. <laughs> 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 he played about fucking twenty three minutes <laughs> for the entire time. So, so he play a lot of reserve. So, game. so the so the revenge game. It's going to be the manly guys. <laughs> 
wanting to get, get revenge on him and try and get some of that fucking lunch money back. They might fucking try and you know, pick him up in a tackle and fucking shake him by the ankles and try and get some of that contract <laughs> yes. cash back. But, um, fucking lunch money. Um, I'm so, curious to see what they do with Nofaluma this week because, you know, against Souths, I mean, obviously we, we hyped up the whole clash, you know, there's going to be the potent left left side of the attack mm. of the South fronting up against James Roberts and David Nofaluma and then fucking Magic goes and, and cunts us by hiding Nofaluma down the other side of the field. So... Are they going to hide him? Are they going to hide him this week? I mean, I, I would I would expect that Ruben Garrick and and uh, and uh, Brad Parker are nearly the the kind of the, the kind of foes that the the left edge of South is. But but at the same at the same time, I mean, Tommy loves to fucking go down there. And outside yeah. of Tommy Travojevic, Brad Parker is a is like fucking Mark McGaw. Like <laughs> Re- rewind a couple of weeks though, and Jason Jason Saab, if he happens to look up and see that Nofaluma is attempting to defend him. Um, the Cowboys winger with a, you know, getting on the outside of Nofaluma within the first two minutes a couple of weeks ago, um, whether it's Djibovic or, or Cherry Evans. So I wouldn't be surprised to see that, that so, sort of reliving that moment. So what what is on the table here? I'm, may, may I suggest a Chotis piercing? <laughs> Why do you always come up with the most degenerate fucking shit? Yeah. <laughs> this it's not the, this is the least degenerate one I could think of. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and is- therein lies the problem. <laughs> what have you just fucking sent me? I've just texted, texted you me? what you what oh, the loser okay. will have to get done. Well, let me open this up. Fuck out of here. <laughs> oh, my phone's rejecting it. Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! I got a cramp there once. It was fucking bad enough. Let alone jamming fucking piercing through there. Jesus Christ! Who's gonna win? Who's gonna win, Step Dad? Look, look, looking at both teams and just to the trajectory they're on, as much. As much false confidence as it is, I think Manly are that bolstered by the the placebo effect of effort face coming back that that it puts enough spring in their step that uh, Manly will win this one. Yeah, I mean, look, I'll totally placebo. I mean, he scored a try and fucking laid on at least two other ones. But you're right. Against I mean, there the is fucking the, the, Titans. There, there are there are well, yeah. The Titans are better than the Tigers, though, mate. That's a, this, yeah. is, this is the thing you got to look at. Mate, I can't believe they, that they you better, have fucking created and hosted six times. <laughs> the number one rugby league podcast in the fucking world. Yeah, and clearly know nothing about rugby league. Look, I've never claimed that. I've Quite never, frankly, I, I'm offended. I've never, I've never claimed otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> Merely thirteen plus. Put your DJ on it, boys. The Roosters take on the Dragons at the SCG. This is the traditional Anzac Day battle. Um, the Roosters side. Brent Morris returns. According to you, cunts, the traditional Anzac Day battle was South versus fucking South versus Roosters. Cheeky cunts. What are you, why are you so disrespecting the troops? Why, why do you hate <laughs> disrespecting the troops? You, fuck, you fucking Turkish cunt. Fuck. Dead set. They're, they're still a person. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with being a troop. <laughs> the Roosters, 
Brett Morris returns, which pushes uh, Ikevalu out of the 17. Verils returns at hooker. Uh, Marshy to the bench. The Dragons side. Uh, Black Laurie returns to the front row. Trent Merrin is gone for good. And Ben Hunt is listed in 21, so perhaps he's closer to returning. Now, the Roosters, legit, yeah, they, they were not bad last week at all. I mean, that was a fucking intense battle from end to end. Each side probably had a, you know similar opportunities, but the storm with just some it broke the game open just through some sort of spectacularly pinpoint passing from Harry Grant. Yeah, to runners running beautiful lines from not far out. Yep. Um, dragons. What happened to the dragons last week? I'm fucking drawing a blank. I totally forget. What they do last week? They win. Warriors. Ah, oh, yes, 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 yes. They got DMXed. X can't give it to him. <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> uh, first, first they were we're gonna rock, and then they rolled them. Um, yes. Look, I think the Roosters will bounce back here against the Dragons. Good test though for the Dragons in this new sort of newfound resolve that they've found under under their Führer, and um, <laughs> and you know especially potent given it's an Anzac Day clash mm. as well. And uh, you know this is obviously the new the new Reich that the the dragons are trying to uh, assemble here, and uh, we shall see if the roosters down on troops taking heavy fire. Do you think the dragons will blitzkrieg? I don't think they got the cattle to, to blitzkrieg the roosters, frankly. <laughs> but the dragons have surprised everyone this year. Maybe this can be the, the latest in the sequence. Hmm. I'm going to tip the Dragons in an upset here. Big occasion. I think they'll win a close one. Yep. How about you, stepdad? Well, I'm certainly not going to fucking go all Durka Durka here like my fucking jihadi friend. (laughs) Um, Again, the... The danger I see here for the Roosters isn't so much anything the Dragons will do to them. It's more so what they played last week. And you're right. That was a fucking massive game. It was frantic from the get-go. They'd lost players. This, the, their performance this week, I think, will depend on how well they've gotten over that, the physical side of things. Mm. Um, but they've got the talent on the park to, to deal with the Dragons. Uh, yeah. And... And I think in, in this one, I'm going to back their young halves to get it done uh, over the Dragons' busted fucking failure machine, six and seven. And I don't think the Dragons have that kind of, I don't think they have the coaching and I don't think they have the, the, the firepower to really isolate and target the halves like like a Bellamy coach Storm side you know, surgically fucking did last week. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I think the Roosters. Uh, finally... We have the uh, Melbourne Storm taking on the New Zealand Warriors, the Storm side. Pappenhausen is out with a shoulder injury. Uh, Nico Hines comes in at fullback, a great replacement. And mm. uh, Dalfa Nukin comes into the interchange. Oh. The Warriors side, Peter Hiku, Adam Pompey, and Paul Turner are all out injured. Fusatua returns. Montoya moves to the centres. Yep. And uh, Jack Murchie in the centres, in the other centre. Bailey Sirinan returns via the bench. Mm. Look, even without Puppy, I don't think that uh, 
the Warriors are going to have a good time here. Nico Hines is just another one of those examples of the fucking Storm machine where they can take out yeah. a guy and replace him with, you know, maybe the guy's not as good or not as good in the same ways, but is a very, very capable replacement. That's it, yeah. And uh, and look, look, I mean, could you have honestly, sincerely looked at the back line and if you didn't know what the side was and if you said that the back line featured George Jennings and Remus Smith? Yeah, exactly. And exactly. Like, I mean, the system fucking works. Yep. <laughs> and, you know. Yeah. So, as for the Warriors, look, I just don't, I just don't think they're going to be able to get it done against the Storm side. No, not at all. I mean, the Storm will take it. No, you know, I agree. Like the Roosters, like the Roosters, you know, you know, played who played the Storm the week before as well. I mean, the Storm are going to take a lot out of having an intense battle and just the confidence drawn from. Uh, taking their opportunities when they came, mm-hmm. keeping their line relatively unscathed as well against the great attacking opponent. Yeah. I, yeah, nothing but confidence there. Correct. Yeah. I think it's a lot easier to back up from a game like they had last week if you win. Yeah. So I um, I expect them to, to roll the Warriors pretty easily. Okay, time to hit the mailbag and... Uh, First up, we've got here, let me see who's, let's, we've got a good mailbag tonight. So let's open these comments up and let's see what we've got here. Okay, so first one from Josh says, a stupid decision from the Cowboys letting go of Clifford to sign the Chad, which will probably be paired with Dearden. Look, I had hopes for Clifford like everyone probably had hopes for Clifford, but he hasn't been very good this year. The year of opportunity for him. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know. Look, are they getting rid of him, you know, prematurely? Has he had a decent enough run? Probably not, but they're very, they're very, they're in very reactive panic mode at the moment after unexpectedly losing Michael Morgan, mm. who I think they assumed that they'd have at least for like you know one another couple of years. Mm. So, it is Clifford a dead set seven though? Yeah, I don't know. Eh? I, I'm not. You know, in, I'm, not, I'm in, not convinced based on this year. But what I'm saying is that realistically, all the all I've done, and I don't think it's as as a cut and dry as it used to be, that if you bought a seven, you know you would not have room for your current seven. It all, all you're doing is buying an organizer. Yeah. And if that means he moves into six to to keep his position in the team, I don't think anyone fusses too much. Yeah. I think Clifford's a six. I don't think he's ever been a seven. So. Dan says a lot of comments on the news link saying Latrell is a protected species after he just got rubbed out for four. Cop two last year for snapping. Josh Reynolds also. Could there possibly be another reason he's widely disliked? Sure, there was some grubby shit, but Hetherington has now been suspended for 16 weeks and only played 14 or something. Mm. It's almost like there's something that rolls these fans about Latrell and similarly Cody Walker. Maybe they just hate South. That must be it. <laughs> I hear you, man. I hear you. Yeah. And like, there's a, you know, I don't like hearing this, you know, this coded language about how, how oh, he's a grub and he's a sook and all this sort of stuff. Like, yeah. I mean, Hetherington is a fucking grub. Yeah. Latrell has done some ordinary shit, although I wouldn't characterise him overall as a grub. I mean, there's a difference between a Hetherington and a Latrell, right? I mean, Latrell has done some some, some heat of yeah. the moment sort of you know lash out sort of situation. See, I, he's I not like a he's not a habitual fucking coat hanger. I wouldn't call Hetherington a grub. To me, what Hetherington done isn't grubby. 
it's it's fucking dumb. It's thuggish. Oh, yeah, of course it's dumb. Yeah, but maybe but let's say thuggish. Though. Let's say yeah, thug. but he's not he's not a grub. You know, he's not um, he's not trying to twist people's knees and ankles in tackles or yeah, true. Or, Invent new things. That's it. Wings. You know, um, duck people's heads. Yeah. So the the fucking shitty reality is people are going to bring things like race into situations where it's not needed and yep. and has nothing to do with the situation. The other thing you got to remember with this one is post-charge and pre-charge. The big thing, you know, post the game was where, you know, Latrell's trying to walk away from a a play that he was involved in and whichever fuckhead Tiger had him by the leg and just wouldn't let him go. Yeah, it was a Luke Garner, I think, and, yeah. And Latrell's just pulled his boot out. You know, all, all he's done is just fucking ripped his leg up and, and walked off. Um, you know, that that was the last one, that, he, that he'd lashed out with his boot and that was going to get him the yeah the time yeah. on the sideline. But um, it, the the whole thing has been, has been handled incredibly fucking poorly from the get-go. And what I would like to point out here is that this is exactly the sort of situation that an entire industry that depends on outrage clicks for their income, and by that I mean the rugby league media, yeah, this is the sort of story that can generate outrage. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why they bring things like race into it because yeah. it makes uh, an issue about sports much more emotionally charged, and outrages or or inflames a, a wider section of the public, so more people click on it and read their shit. Exactly. Mm. So don't let yourself become a part of that fucking machine. That's it. Lachlan said, what happens first? A Panthers loss or a Bulldogs win? A Panthers loss. Tend to agree with you. I think so as well. I just can't see the Bulldogs winning. Yeah, I mean, look... not that I think the Panthers are going to lose anytime soon. Don't get yeah, me wrong, just but the Bulldogs look a lot further away from getting that win, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah. Andrew said, "Who will be the next coach sacked?" Mm. All right, let's think about this. I'm going to say Brownie is safe at the Warriors, no matter what. Yes. I am going to say that Peyton is probably safe at the Cowboys, unless things get real bad for like yes. ten weeks straight. Yep. Sexy good bloke safe because it's his first year and it's you know, not his yeah. squad. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like fucking winless and pointless in three of the six games. I'm going out on a limb here, and I'm going to say it's still Des. Yeah, I don't think he's got much chance, especially if they continue the way they're going. I mean, that's a you know that's an if statement, but uh, yeah, you've had you've had one good game over a fucking shitty opposition. Two two dominant wins and one of them being against the up and coming side of it, the competition. It's between Des and Des and Madge. Uh, I, I reckon Trent's still. Look, I'm going to say Sticky's safe. Yep. Dragon Storm Roosters safe, safe, safe. Madge definitely sort of on the line on the bubble. I mean, Peyton's Peyton's definitely fucking in trouble. Especially mm. if this Tamalolo shit blows up, mm. that takes him from from a. Uh, you know, from a troubled position to an expendable position real quick. Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah. 
Kevy as well. Yeah. We shall see. We shall see. Mm. Josh Hannay's in on fucking thin well, ice. Yeah, Josh, Josh Hannay won't see out the year. He's fucking dead man walking, right? He's probably the answer. <laughs> Does it count as sacked if you like just lose your caretaker mode? <laughs> uh, where are we? Uh, Robert, said, are there going to be more concussions than Bulldogs points total this year? Yes. Maybe. Especially if we can count... Uh, Concussions for someone like Madison. For, oh, hang on, you know, no, there'll, five. there'll be more HIAs than Bulldogs points. Yeah, not, mm. not, not okay. So not actual concussions. That's it. But just a test for test for. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't have the concussion total up at the moment to see how it, to see how it works, but uh, considering a converted try, <laughs> it's is six concussions. <laughs> it's going to be tough for concussions to get the win over the over the length of the season. But even if they bring it close, you know, it's a good result. Look, well, you know, a good I'm, result for nobody, but you know, like a good result for this hypothetical scenario. If if I've got the Bulldogs team and I'm a judge, yeah. concussion gets three Dalian votes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the the Bulldogs are still in that dressing room before every game, and you know, sitting at home of a night before they go to bed, thinking that they they can still make the finals. So imagine when clearly they can't make mm. the finals, how bad they'll be fucking going then. <laughs> Be duck eggs everywhere. Yes, yes. Here's a, a rules-based one from Ross saying, I haven't been in contact closely with the game for a long time, so this may be a stupid question, but I was always told the ball's out of the scrum when it's in front of the lock's feet, hence they can pick it up. So why is it a penalty when teams locks hold it and draw the other side offside? Well, it's the referee, when the ball passes the second row, um, the, the referee can he decides if, if it's out and then he yeah. says break. And then when he says break, that's when the pack, the defending pack, sorry. Yeah. The defending pack can, can, you know, release from the scrum and the, the, the and, and the, the defensive line can move up. Um, I don't know if that's a recent, a recent thing or, or not, because I know, I know what you're talking about, mm. but I think now you actually, I think now it's just, they've, they've just like kindified it even more. And like the referee calls break. Just like when he calls, just when the referee's out, you know, back in the line for the for the ten meters, and he says go, you know, yep. it's the same sort of thing. You just, it's just, a, it's just more, you know, kindified than it, than it has in the past, and they explicitly tell them. Yeah. Um, Phil, Manly were more confident with Turbo back. Likewise, the Broncos played much better, not having to drag Milford around the park. Who else is in the running for the league's biggest linchpin or handbrake? Well, it was running. Hodgson at at Canberra. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it was Lachlan Croker until he was offset <laughs> by the magnificence of Tommy Turbo. <laughs> so, I mean, he actually turned. He, he literally performed the uh, the art of alchemy and turned fucking Lachlan Croker from lead into gold. <clears throat> um, a handbrake. Who's a handbrake? Luke Brooks is a fucking handbrake. I feel like Dane Laurie is a linchpin. Well put. David Nofaluma, is he a handbrake? Oh. Two of us, Sheck, Lynchpin. Yeah. I would agree with that. Mm. I yeah. don't know. Yep. Shibasaki, handbrake. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just feel like incompetence isn't handbrake. Yeah, but like, for, okay. For, for, it is if they keep kicking yeah, to the just cup. To elaborate, though, fifth tackle, team puts up a bomb. Goes out to the out, out wide to out to the left to Shibasaki side. 
he drops it. There's another set. I mean, like that. That is, if nothing else, that's not a handbrake though. That that's your it's, fucking not having a key. <laughs> well, yeah, what what I'm just, saying is, if you've got Aiden Tolman, the Tol- yeah, but Aiden Tolman, Aiden Tolman's Tolman. been fine for. The, he's been Tolman's been fine for the Sharks. <coughs> Better than fucking Aaron mm-hmm. Woods. There's a handbrake okay. for you. Yeah, true. Aaron Woods, there you fucking go. We've yep. got that. We got there. We, nice. we got there the roundabout way. Um, That's like saying Jay's better than you. Fucking what a win for Jay. <laughs> Fuck me dead. Look at you down there fucking throwing rocks. Jesus. Did you see? <laughs> Fuck did, you, did, cuts. Did you, did you, did you, you should have seen yourself then. When you said that, as soon as you finished saying what you were saying, you sort of like bowed your head down behind your fucking microphone. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I'm trying. I'm reading the next. I was reading the so next. Yeah, comment. look, I've trained dogs. I've trained a lot of dogs. I know what it means. Yeah. <laughs> Is are your kids old enough that they've they've shaped up to you the first time yet, Claire? Like, have you had a fuck you, Dad? <laughs> no. Yeah. Okay. No, Leah. Leah does it all the time. Well, not surprising. I had a fake one. I, I just had a fake non-committal one from Kilo once. World's angriest human. Say that again, mate. I had a fake non, like a non-committed fucking one from Kilo once. Oh no! He's starting to get the fucking. He's starting to get the fucking edgy hormones through. And so I just, I, I just fuck, I just hit him with a fucking double and just took him straight down, <laughs> and then just pinned him down. I'm like, really? We're not doing this yet. Wait a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm, Troy, I'm finally. Sorry, yeah. Well, you got you got years to go. Yeah, my, mine still does that thing where he kicks. Like, if he's really shitty, he kicks. Like, he kicks with his toes. And I'm just like, man, yeah. you gotta snap your fucking toes. Like, just, just don't. <laughs> uh, finally, Troy says, uh, "Is Chad going to the Cowboys? The Sharks' greatest ever signing coup. If nothing else." <laughs> What it's going to do is it's going to start this whole we won the trade shit again, except now Penrith are going to be left to their own devices and it's going to be, you know, Cowboys talking to fucking Sharks fans. It's going to be the next chapter of we won the trade. That's it. That's all. That's literally all we're going to get out of it. Yep. And because the rabbit, because so, because the the Sharks didn't get a player from the Cowboys, they've already won the trade. (laughs) They got rid of Chad. Right, oh, let's go, and that is it. That is full time for episode three hundred and ninety-two. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, you can interact with us in a multitude of ways. Um, to grab a link to our Patreon, social media communities, and more, head to thisweekinleague.com forward slash links. They'll all be up there. If you'd like to support the show, make sure you drop us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, tell a friend, invite friends into the Facebook group and shit too. Mm-hmm. You put your hand up there. I thought you wanted you you wanted to speak. No, this isn't okay. school. What? Well, well <laughs> I, I, look, I had that thought, but you, there you fucking were, like, ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> Mister Cotter. Uh, look, I'm just for homework. I'm still waiting to hear what the wager is between you two this weekend. What home? What homework do we have? When did I, when did we start getting fucking homework, bitch? Well, we were just talking about it being school. While you talk about that shit, actually, though, there's something good. we did have a review this week, and I've, I forgot to put it into the document here, so nice. I'm just going to try and hunt it. Going to try and hunt the review down, and uh, here we go. What about the loser has to eat one of those fucking gross things that Cruzy keeps popping up? 
Yeah, see, that doesn't affect me at all. I'd eat that fucking all day, yeah. new day. That, you, and, you, and Glenn, you, you, and, you and Glenn, though, that would be a legitimate fucking punishment, I reckon. Oh, I would have expected, Jay, that would be right no. up your alley. You well, know, I'll definitely, no, I'll, look, I'll definitely do that. I've, I've said this to Cruzy. I read years and years and years ago in Vice magazine. Yeah. Somebody wrote in and asked the question. They used to have this guy that you'd ask him anything and he'd sort of go and find out for you um, how many days it took of eating nothing but corn before all your shit was just corn. Yeah. And so this guy did it, and I think it was something like four days. Like this guy just ate nothing but corn kernels, breakfast, lunch, and dinner for four days <laughs> and got to the stage where all that was happening was that he was just shitting out solid corn husks <laughs> by the end. Uh, so how does that um, relate to the balut thing? <laughs> so I'll, I'll eat one of those. As long as I can do a straight four-day corn shit straight into Cruzy's mouth in return. <laughs> oh, fucking Jesus Christ. Oh, Jesus. And speaking of reviews, <laughs> Up the Warriors, five stars from uh, from someone by the name of Nana. Great league podcast. Started listening at the beginning of last season. I thought Glenn was a bit of a disturbance when he came into the show, talking over the boys, but he makes up with it for getting abused for supporting the Tigers. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Uh, The tide's turning. The tide is turning. Um, Where are we? Memberships have closed and they've gone into production. Same story with the hoodies. Thanks so much to everyone who uh, supported both or, or either of them. Uh, I thought this year with the, the Patreon blowing up, it might cannibalize the old style memberships, but I was blown away and you guys have spoken loud and clear and your support means that, yeah, obviously there's going to be classic memberships available every year. Um, speaking of the Patreon, thanks so much to our patrons and members who make everything possible, including these three all of whom we've had the chance to meet, uh, I think, multiple times for all three. Uh, our mate Ben, John oh. Dunn, uh, who we've uh, had many grand final days with. The- and, in fact, I, I was I sat with him at the 2016, he's a Sharkies fan, sat with him at the 2016 grand final. And uh, that was the day where I was fucking so blind that there's even a photo like where Triple M did like a panorama photo of the crowd and I am like fucking like eyes shut like out of it. Yeah, like, you were like, gone. It's, it's fucking amazing. Um, Genetically superior to everyone else in his family too. Oh, easily too. Like it's not even close. Yeah. Um, Craig, are you watching Invincible wow. at the moment? You better fucking believe it. it's like my favorite comic. Yeah, but I, I, so I, I always think of him and his fucking useless brother. When there's that big blue cunt that's always arguing about which one's the original, which one's oh, the, the clones, clone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the, <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. Now I'm going to have to think about that every time now. <laughs> um, Craig, who we met through uh, through a friend of ours, our, our friend uh, Old Fat Harry Lazy. Yes. He was there the first time that we ever partook of the delicacy that is Fat Belly Jacks. That's it. Back in Magic Round uh, in 2019. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, so thanks for getting on, mate. And uh, the final one that I want to give a shout-out to this week is our is our, our buddy, Super Grover. Dave, who has been – who's one of the – he's not an OG in terms of listening, but in terms of meetups, he's fucking up there. And like, yeah. in terms of being a fucking spirit animal for the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, no, like, A1 a, a one grade Gronk. 
but fucking takes it. Yep. Takes his medicine when it's required and has never fucking bitched about it. Never bitched about it. And not to mention you know, the things like you know, where he, he turns up at, like he turned up at the meetup on the grand final day. I don't remember which year it was, but it was, uh, he turned up wearing the fucking, the suit that he made out of um, Art It's Shapes boxes. Yeah, that was 16, I think. 16, was it? I think. Yeah. yeah. And, um, <laughs> Like we had some fucking great times, over yeah. The years. But I mean, like he—I've told the story before. But I mean, like he—he wanted. He, we were having. It wasn't even a meetup. We just sort of said uh, at the 2011 grand final, we would. We sort of just said, you know, we're going to be outside, you know, the bar at this gate at, uh, at ANZ, and you know, anyone wants to, you know, come up and have a beer with us, you know, come up and have a beer. So we, I remember we were there. This is the. This is the. You know, Glenn obviously real dad was there, and we had probably about 10, 15 people there. I'd say. And uh, he's just rocked up because it looked like a bunch of people having a good time. He didn't even know what a fucking podcast was. And he just started chatting to us and chatting to everybody. And then he sort of, you know, he must have made a note of what it was and everything like that. And then the next day, we were, we were in the city. We were at the, at the harbour. Opera bar. Just, just, kill, yeah, just killing time before we went to um, the caught our flight and everything. And uh, but there was, was that time. What was that one we were there? We were like, you know, when we were in, the, we were further down from the opera bar towards the towards the city, and um, and there was that place where the pe- the pizza place sort of just on. It was on the same little yeah. like leg there. I, I don't the know opera what bar. it was called. And Sol, yeah, and Solzy was there, and and he's rocked up to that. Mm. Didn't fucking know us, you know. Didn't know us until the day before. Didn't know shit about the, you know the podcast or anything. And he's already rocking up to impromptu meetups. Fucking yeah, that's right. Really and he's been a mainstay ever since. So I uh, appreciate you, man. You fucking legend. Um, now, as we said at the start of the season, uh, we'll be looking to clear out some of the more like long asked for and requested pieces of merch that people have wanted over the years, and we'll try and provide more drops of stuff than we normally do. So, with the hoodies and the memberships off being produced as we speak, it is uh, time to start thinking about what comes next. So, have you say? Let us know by email, in the Facebook group, Twitter, whatever. Uh, patrons send us through Patreon, all good, and uh, we'll sort of cull some of the suggestions and maybe come up with the top three or something like that based on what we like the sound of and what's been, you know, if there's something that's been overwhelmingly popular and in, in demanded and uh, we, we might put up a bit of a ballot and then uh, you guys can decide what that's comes it. next. Sounds great. Cool. cool. That's uh, oh no, sorry. Well, fuck. I nearly wrapped it up and forgot again, but tipping Oops. had to have to give a shout out to the, the, uh, the tipsters, and it was a bit of a bloodbath of a week last week. I mean, I can look here, and the top 10 people mostly only got five, and in one case got four. But Fabsy retains her lead on top. And then we've got uh, Jim EKR, or Jim Ecker, or whatever it is, uh, Lachlan H, Jack WC94, Dr. Knickerbocker, played against Sammy, Sumback, Chins get the wins, Mad Dog in ninth, and Elvi in 10th. And at the moment, the spread is two points from 10th to 1st. So congratulations, and may you all have continued tipping joy. Are we going to have a D-Gen this week or no? Look, I might take a D-Gen week off, only because I can't be fucking bothered at the moment. Sounds good to me. And on that note, that's it. That's all we've got time for. Tigers 13 plus. Get a fucking donkey off you, you fucking retard. Honestly, honestly, if the Tigers play to their potential, it'll be a game where they they lose in some ridiculous fucking fashion at the end. If they don't, 
they're going to be on the end of another fucking Serbian fucking <laughs> monster cock. Jesus. So, <laughs> just like just wow. just like fucking the just like the Titans and that little cuck AJ Bramston was last week. Oof. See you on Sunday, boys, to talk all about it. <laughs> Later. Can't wait. See ya. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. 